So the question is, how does one create, build, and protect and multiply your wealth in a global interconnected economy where change is happening rapidly and constantly and financial markets are rigged to benefit financial institutions and enrich corporate insiders? I've made it my mission to uncover how you can create, protect, and multiply your wealth in any economy and have interviewed the top investors and wealth experts for over three years. I share what I've learned from them and continue to learn on my journey. I'm MC Lobsher and this is Cashflow Investing Secrets. Hello everyone, MC Lobsher and thank you so much for joining me in another episode of the Cashflow Investing Secrets podcast. This is the show where cash is not king, cashflow is king. In today's show, I want to share a new way in which we could measure wealth. Now, Wealth is something that we pursue and we try, aspire to because wealth allows us in the end freedom. It's not the money that one is after. Um, cause if you, if that's the only thing, you're, you're still going to feel very, very empty. Even if you accomplish a goal of, of, uh, of accumulating a lot of money, it's wealth, right? Because wealth essentially and eventually brings you uh, the ability to enjoy certain freedoms. And that's the main goal. So I want to share some two ideas from two mentors of mine. The first idea is how we actually measure wealth and what's the definition of wealth, right? And Robert K. Saki asked a question. He said, if you stopped working today, how long can you maintain and live at your current standard of living? into the future. If the answer is six months, then you have six months of wealth. If the answer is five years, then you have five years of wealth. If the answer is infinitely, I can live for the rest of my life because I have assets that generate income on a monthly basis that will keep pace with inflation that, 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 I, that I, I, I come into every single month then the answer is that you're infinitely wealthy. So it's measured in time. And then also, I want to share another idea of another mentor of mine, Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach, that shares the four freedoms that we all pursue. The first one is time. Again, wealth is measured in time. But spending your time as you please with who you want, where you want. The second um, freedom is money where money no longer becomes a reason or a why or why you're not doing something. The third one is relationships, spending time with who you want, where you want, um, taking on the right clients or customers, taking on the right partnerships and partners, right? You can now choose. It, you, don't have to, you don't have to take a client or a customer because, because you have to. You don't have to uh, partner with someone because you have to, or you don't have to pursue partnerships with people because you have to, you can choose. And then the fourth one is purpose. Living in our sole purpose, because this will maximize the value that we generate for everyone else that is here at the same time as us on this spinning bowl of dirt. So wealth is measured in time. And then the freedoms, what wealth and the pursuit of wealth actually brings to us. Those four freedoms are very, very powerful. So how do we keep track of this? You know, because if you want to, if you want to achieve something, you have to track it and you have to measure it so that you can make adjustments, right? Or uh, 
change things up if, if you need to. You know, Dan Pena, which is also another person that I follow frequently, um, I see him as a virtual mentor. He talks about money and saying, look, it isn't all about money, but that's the only thing that some, that people keep track of. When you're running businesses, when you're investing, it's money that you use as a metric. So when we are pursuing wealth and getting to wealth and, and try to become infinitely wealthy uh, and basically achieve those four freedoms, how do, how do we keep track of it? What are the metrics uh, by which we measure if we're going in the right direction? It's become very difficult, my friends, because the entire world is it's smoke and mirrors currently, especially in a financial sense. Think about it. The, the entire world, every single country and their reserve banks, their central banks, have flooded the markets with uh, just an incredible amount of money uh, right now to, to, to combat this current crisis that we're in. So you're looking at this and going, oh, there is just a massive amount of money, newly created money out in the marketplace. The money supply has been expanded in a way that we didn't think was possible. Um, and the goods really hasn't increased at a rapid pace to keep out with it. So you have all this money now chasing the same amount of goods, which means we've seen an increase in prices. Um, so it's become very, very hazy to figure out the valuations of what the value real value of things are. So how do we measure and track it? And one of the things that I've learned during this crisis, and, I, and I've done quite a, quite a number of, uh, of, of just deep dive studies on this um, and reading and learning and watching videos on YouTube from folks that are very, very good at this, but it's actually measuring things in, in different uh, values. So I'll give an example. Gold has been money throughout centuries. And it's one thing that we've all can agree, can agree on, that it has value. It's around about $2,000 an ounce right now, US dollars. So gold, is, gold has been money, gold and silver, throughout centuries. Um, the marketplace determined, determined that. And it's something that we, we still rush to when we, when we need safety and certainty, right? As good as gold. So when you actually start to measure things in the price of gold, it might start to make sense for you of where it actually fits in. I'll give you an example. If you break down the, let's just say the S&P 500, which is the markets here in the United States or the Dow Jones industrial average, and you measure it in the price of gold, you'll actually start to see over time, if you put it in a chart, and there are resources online for this if you if you do your research. But if you look at some of these charts, you'll actually see that we haven't really gone anywhere. And markets are back at all-time highs right now, which that really, really starts to let my wheels in my head spin and saying, wow, we've got these massive high markets, but really priced in gold, they haven't really gone anywhere. If you price it in Bitcoin, which is now another... Uh, a resource and and uh, um, a denominator or a, or a measure stick that people are starting to use because Bitcoin actually a lot of massive massive investors like Paul Tudor Jones for example has moved into has moved two percent of his of his net worth into and his assets into Bitcoin because Bitcoin um, 
has a fixed amount. So it's an inflation hedge for a lot of these investors. So if you start to price it into Bitcoin, you'll start to you'll see a different chart than the gold gold chart, the gold uh, stock market chart versus the, the Bitcoin in the stock market chart. You'll see different uh, different results, but it really starts to put things into perspective and gets you a better feel for actually what the true values of things are. So if you price things in gold, if you price things in Bitcoin, you start to see a different picture and you start to come to different conclusions that it's not just a massive spike and increase in, in asset prices, but it's actually the money in which we denominate it in that it can buy you less and less. And most people already know this, but I think there's a lot of folks that um, are not cognizant of this because we measure currencies like the US dollar, which is still the world's reserve currency. We measure currencies uh, with relation to other currencies, right? Um, and if you do that, if, if everyone else is devaluing currencies, they kind of stay kind of level um, and kind of stay, the one loses value against the other one a little bit and vice versa. But you really don't start to see the big picture. So when you unplug yourself, you measure things in, in the value of gold, which is a website priced in gold that you could do this in. You do it in Bitcoin and you also can do it in silver and you can also do it in Ethereum, which is also another cryptocurrency. It starts to give you a different perspective of the value of things. So that's a new way to measure and track and a metric to use when you try to figure out, are you on track? What do you have? And where do you need to pivot to go to? Because if you just look at the US dollar denominations or the value of that, or use that as a metric or wherever you are in the world, maybe it's euros, maybe it's uh, pounds, maybe it's rands in South Africa, maybe it's Aussie dollar for my Aussie listeners out there, you start to lose a little bit of the, um, I would say the perspective of really what's going on and what the value really and truly is of the things that we accumulate. That's my thought for this episode. I appreciate you spending most valuable resource against your, your time with me. And I appreciate you all. And I can't wait for our next conversation. Until then, live infinitely. If you are interested in learning more about cash flow investing, I have compiled the 21 best cash flow investing strategies I have come across studying millionaires and billionaires for two decades and interviewing over 500 successful investors and wealth experts. You can grab the 21 cash flow investing strategy secrets at 21cashflowinvestingsecrets.com. That's 21, the number, cashflowinvestingsecrets.com.